This is a Career Channel program from UC San Diego Extension. Visit us at uctv.tv slash careers for videos, employment news, and trend articles to help recent college graduates and those in career transition bridge to better employment. Welcome to Job One at UCSD-TV. We're, we're thrilled to have you with us. And my guest this morning is Morgan Appel. And Morgan serves as the director of the Department of Education and Behavioral Sciences at UC San Diego Extension. He oversees a diverse portfolio in education and the behavioral sciences, including credential and certificate programs for clinicians and practitioners and administrators. So, Morgan, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. And people think about education as being a school teacher, Mm -hmm. right? Do I want to teach elementary, junior high, or high school? Or screaming and running away from that, that I don't want to spend my life with children. I've got two of my own and they make me crazy. Um, But there's lots of fields under the umbrella of education that our viewers need to be aware of and lots of options for, for careers. So share with us. Your feeling on that? Well, well, certainly there there lies opportunity in conventional education settings. So, if teaching middle school or teaching elementary school, teaching high school is something that you want to do, what we find is that job opportunities in those areas are performing better than average because of retirements and also organic growth. But one of the things that I think is important to remember is that any time two people are together and one is working with another. That is education, and what it requires today is for us to reconceive of education because opportunities are abundant, but they may not be where you think they are. So it requires sort of a reframing. So we're talking about any environment where training occurs. Uh, We're talking about post-secondary education, and a lot of the growth in the field of education is around support services providing after-school training, um, school-to-work and workforce development. Um, College counseling is a thriving industry, so you will be working with students and working with families to match post-secondary institutions for goodness of fit, because getting into college these days is absolutely highly competitive. So what we're looking to do is not only prepare teachers, but prepare anybody who's involved in the educational pursuit. You you think of teachers being in a classroom Mm -hmm. with 25 or 30 students. With the use of technology and online classes that are offered almost every educational institution offers Mm -hmm. them now, what's the difference between teaching in a classroom and teaching online? Well, ideally, it shouldn't really be that much different. What the online revolution has done is provided a global audience for educational services. So what we find is that the world of education is getting smaller, but yet has a global focus with attention to the needs of individuals and providing contextually grounded experiences. In our own programs in education, we are more likely to have students in London than we are in La Jolla. Mm -hmm. And what that uh, empowers us to do is to develop synergies to attend to themes that are ubiquitous and pervasive 
across sectors. So there, there certainly is a difference. Uh, you, you can be a sage on stage in a classroom. You can be exciting and dynamic. But you also have to learn how to be relatable online. You need to be able to communicate in shorter bursts and keep attention and keep um, collaboration within the class going. Yeah. I, I was talking to someone the other day who <clears throat> loves teaching online mm -hmm. and doesn't like teaching in the classroom. And I thought it would be just the opposite. So there are people that are that each one appeals to. Exactly. I, I think um, formats, and there's also blended, there's also hybrid formats and where resources are available online and uh, people meet in a classroom every now and then. But what we find is the idea of a flipped classroom where the, the in-person meetings are designed not to provide content but to discuss application and the uh, content is learned online. It is a hard row to hoe for a lot of teachers who are used to conventional methods, uh, myself included, had to get used to moving from face-to-face in-person classes to online, but now I wouldn't trade it for the world. Really? And in fact, You wouldn't our, go back? I, I, I enjoy going back, but there's a certain degree of flexibility and creativity that um, allows, uh, is allowed online, plus my students don't have to drive down the freeway look for a parking space, pay for parking, they can engage at any time, and they can engage with colleagues from across the world. And I think it makes the world a smaller place, and I think it makes the, the field of education that much more vigorous. Yeah. In, in, we talk about the growing field mm -hmm. of healthcare and the jobs and sure. the jobs of the future, and people go, I don't want to be a doctor or a nurse. And we talk about all of the jobs around that, supporting hospitals, mm -hmm. technology and, and purchasing and administration and CEO of a hospital without ever having been a doctor mm -hmm. themselves. Yes. Let's talk about education. What other jobs, I don't want to be a teacher in the classroom, what are jobs that surround that that mm -hmm. I might be interested in doing? Well, I think there's a common perception that everything one does in education has to be in front of a classroom, whether it's in a post-secondary environment or a K-12 environment. One of the growing fields in education is institutional research, and this is good for those who enjoy working with data and um, looking at assessment and proving return on investment that universities or uh, K-12 institutions make, um, providing a supportive and welcoming and engaging climate. Um, so telling the story of an institution, and, and every institution of education is accredited by one group or another. Um, so institutional research is a burgeoning field. Um, as I mentioned before, college counseling, finding a goodness of fit between potential students and institutions. I think um, that there is a popular conception that if you don't make it into the Ivy League or the University of California, um, you know, your, your college ambitions may have been uh, thrown out the window. But the idea that college counselors actually look for goodness of fit and, and the um, maximizing opportunities for success. So that's a burgeoning field that a lot of teachers take on part-time. It's something that they're doing anyway, but they actually can make a business out of it. And there are independent educational consultants and college counselors that make a, a very good living uh, providing those matches. Yeah. And Morgan, if you, were, if you were counseling somebody that said, if you like doing these things mm -hmm. yes. in your life, then you'll probably be a very good teacher. If you like creativity, 
Okay. If you like a drawing on your innate artistry, I think one of the most popular misconceptions about teaching, and I think that, that we brought it upon ourselves, is that it is solely involving the delivery of content in one particular way or another. It's very lockstep and it's very static. Today's teachers and what's expected of them is incredibly dynamic and holistic. So if you like to be able to think on your feet, if you like to... Um, if you have a certain degree of spontaneity and the ability to draw from inner creativity, you'd be a good teacher. There's lots of fields in teaching, mm -hmm. right? I mean, yes. there's lots of... So if, it, I'm, if being in front of a classroom or in a computer, mm -hmm. technology to teach, there's all these support industries around it that, mm -hmm. that people should consider. Can you be a good principal of a school without having being a teacher? Or well, do you have to evolve through if, teaching? If you, are te if you are an administrator in a public school, one of the requirements is that you have years of teaching as well as an administrative credential. The world of private and independent schools is a little bit different. Um, you will find that some charter schools, um, there are different administrative roles. So you may not be a head of school or a principal, but you may be a chief business officer. So if you have that kind of skill set and don't fancy working in an accounting firm or a consulting firm, one of the things that you might want to consider is working at a, a charter or an independent mm -hmm. school where you can really be able to match resources to the needs of students and, and show impact. So if you're working in a public school as an administrator, yes, you do have to have teaching experience, but it's a little bit different in, um, in private schools. If I'm considering a career in teaching, yes. I should also pay a lot of attention to what the institution is, a charter school versus... A private school versus a public school versus, right? I mean, Very there's all sorts so. of different, or the college level. At, at the college yeah. level, there's also working in adult schools. So you, when we talk about education, we're really talking about the, the bookends of life. You're talking about preschool and pre-kindergarten all the way up to postgraduate and, and post-career. So there's an abundance of opportunities in, in these fields. So you do want to pay attention to the institution. So if you are going to teach in a public school, which is somewhat the gold standard um, as far as what is needed, you're going to need two, two different types of licenses, a preliminary license and a, um, a professional license. Uh, and, and additional certifications, depending on what you want to teach. In the independent and private and parochial school, it's a little bit different. A lot of those are degree-based. But if you're thinking of a career in education, it does pay to think ahead about where you might want to go. If you want to teach at a community college, for example, you should count on at least having a master's degree and depth of experience in the subject uh, you'll be teaching. If you are looking for opportunities in post-secondary as a tenure-track faculty or as an adjunct faculty, you're going to want to have at least a master's degree, most likely a PhD. But again, in universities, there are robust opportunities in administration that don't require mm -hmm. PhDs. So um, you, know, you will have uh, department administrators, for example, who may have backgrounds in business. Are you a big fan of Teach for America? Um, I really appreciate what Teach for America has done. I think it, it has introduced uh, a number of people who may not have considered teaching or considered teaching as a last resort to what 
education can be. And I think by enhancing the skills that Teach for America provides and building upon those, I think that you have a, a nice cadre and cohort of, of professional educators who make a world of difference. Yeah. And to our viewers, um, if you're not familiar with Teach for America, it's sort of like the Peace Corps of education where students graduate and, and devote two years, um, commit to two years to teach in typically struggling schools in lower socioeconomic neighborhoods um, to give back to the community and may or may not be interested in a career in education, right? right? They may just but want to do their two years and then go back to whatever their But it's a great in. way to try it on for size. But I, I think it's also important for your viewers to know that what they may remember about their time in school, um, it is much different today. Education is markedly different. So we're not just considering the delivery of content. We are also looking at providing social-emotional support, um, supporting what we call a growth mindset, helping students understand that their abilities are not static, but rather dynamic, and teachers have to work at driving that, um, providing opportunities for creativity and engagement, and meeting students where they are. This is true across education, but um, nowadays education is, is much different in schools as it is in universities, as it is in training rooms, as yeah. it is in nuclear missile silos. And remember, the average permanent job in America is slightly over four years, and for the millennial generation, it's slightly over two years. So whereas it used to think of, I'm becoming a teacher, I'm going to do it for 40 years and retire as a teacher, consider going into that field for two or four or six years. You'll have wonderful skills to develop. Absolutely. To apply to all sorts of other fields. Talk about training and education and leadership. Um, and working with people and motivating them and students. So it's a wonderful field to try. Mm -hmm. And if after four years you decide to move on, you're the typical American employer eat right now with four years. So don't think of it as a lifelong sentence in this <laughs> career path just because it was. Uh, that, that's you know? true. And I will tell you, in, in our own classes, um, I had been used to seeing veteran teachers with 25 to 30 years under their belt uh, taking certification and specialty classes. Now I find um, that a lot of them are career transition um, or are looking at teaching as possibly a, a stepping stone to doing something else in education that, uh, but that draws upon the skills that they've acquired as a teacher. Moving on to principal or administrator or business developer. Business sort of developer, yeah. counselor, curriculum writer, um, online teacher, running their own schools in some cases. Super. Morgan, thank you. Thanks for oh, joining thank us. Thank you very much, Phil. Another career path to consider, is it right for you or is it right for you short-term versus long-term? Lots of flexibility, but what a growth field and what a feel good at the end of the day about helping change people's lives and make a difference. I'm Phil Blair. Thank you for joining us on, on Job One at UCSD Extension TV. And we look forward to uh, for a future segment.